Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 15. In this chapter, we have King Saul's act of partial obedience in his failure to obey the word of the Lord concerning the destruction of the Amalekites. Let's begin by reading the first nine verses. 1 Samuel chapter 15, beginning of verse 1. Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. And do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Telaim, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to a city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenites, Go, depart, get down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. And Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He also took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless, that they utterly destroyed. Let's begin our study of this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 15, with some background notes. You know, usually the first question that comes to mind when you read a chapter like this in the Old Testament is why did the Lord want total destruction of the Amalekites? Why not just defeat the army of the Amalekites? Why not keep the women and children alive? Why kill all the animals? They didn't sin. So what's the answer here anyway? Well, there are a number of reasons why God commanded this total destruction. Number one, God did not want the idolatry and immorality of the Amalekites or any of the pagan people of the land to infiltrate and corrupt God's people through intermarriage and other cultural ties. Little Amalekites grow up to be big Amalekites. Deuteronomy 20, verses 16 through 18. And also Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 2 through 4. Number two. Because of the Amalekites' past sin of attacking Israel in the wilderness, this command of God was just and righteous punishment. You can read about this attack of the Amalekites in Exodus chapter 17. And we learn here in verse 2 of 1 Samuel 15, as well as Deuteronomy chapter 25, that the Amalekites attacked Israel from the rear. They ambushed them and picked off the stragglers. The Amalekites were the terrorists of the day, and Agag was like the Hitler of the day, as we see from what Samuel said to him before he executed him here at the end of 1 Samuel chapter 15. By the way, I think you can build a pretty good biblical case that the Amalekite babies who were killed, as well as all babies who are killed or die, will be in heaven. So the fact that the Amalekite babies were under the band here that is devoted to destruction for God, in the long run, 
could be considered an act of mercy. Number three, let's not lose sight of the spiritual picture we have here. All of the battles against the enemies of God's people in the Old Testament picture the spiritual warfare of believers today. The enemy Amalek illustrates the enemy of the flesh or sinful nature in the believer's life. As the Amalekites attacked Israel from the rear and continued to harass Israel over the years, so the flesh wars against us, and we must continually battle the flesh as believers. Read Galatians chapter 5 in this connection. As Israel was not to compromise with the Amalekites in any way, but was to utterly destroy them and everything associated with them, so we must not compromise with the flesh in any way in spiritual warfare. The knife of the word of God must be put to the flesh, and it must be kept in the place of death and not nurtured in any way. Read Colossians 3 in this connection. Well, so much for background. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points for 1 Samuel chapter 15. Doctrinal point number one. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Verses 10 through 23. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul went to Carmel, and indeed he set up a monument for himself, and he has gone on around, passed by, and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. But Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen, to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, Be quiet, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, Speak on. So Samuel said, When you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness or insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. We read in verses 7 through 9 that Saul defeated the Amalekites, but he did not utterly destroy them. He kept King Agag alive, and he kept all of the best animals in the flocks and herds alive. This was partial obedience. 
or selective obedience. And then King Saul had the audacity to tell Samuel that he had obeyed the Lord. Notice how Saul says to Samuel, the Lord your God, not the Lord our God. And notice how Saul shifts the blame from himself to the people. And notice how the idea of giving the animals to the Lord was used as an excuse for disobedience. The real reason, of course, was that flocks and herds in that day were the money and wealth of the day. You know, this is so typical of people today who are not walking with the Lord. They shift the blame away from themselves and mask their materialistic desires by saying, it's for giving more to the Lord's work. Did you ever hear that excuse before? Samuel gave his well-known response in verse 22. To obey is better than sacrifice. And this biblical truth is just as true today as in Saul's day. To obey is better than sacrifice. To go to church on Sunday, but cheat on your job during the week, does not make points with God. To give money to the Lord's work that has been earned illegally or dishonestly, by cheating a customer or an employee or the government is disobedience before the Lord. To obey is better than sacrifice. Doctrinal point number two, obedience is better than repentance. Obedience is better than repentance. Verses 24 through 35. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. And as Samuel turned around to go away, Saul seized the edge of his robe and it tore. So Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor relent, for he is not a man that he should relent or change his mind. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now, please, before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me that I may worship the Lord your God. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul worshiped the Lord. Then Samuel said, Bring Agag, king of the Amalekites, here to me. So Agag came to him cautiously, and Agag said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. But Samuel said, As your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hacked Agag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house at Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel went no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. As a result of Saul's disobedience, Samuel told Saul again that God had rejected him from being king over Israel. At this point, Saul repented, but it was too little too late. Saul was certainly sincere in his repentance, and we see that Samuel did allow Saul to save face somewhat by joining him in a public worship service to the Lord. But it was too late for restoration to the place of blessing. Obedience is better than repentance. 
Saul would not be restored to his former position, no matter how much Saul repented, because Saul had disobeyed the clear word of the Lord. Obedience is better than repentance. The same is true today. Many Christian leaders who were once greatly used of God have been set aside from their position of leadership and place of blessing. Why? Because of disobedience. Disobedience in the moral area or some other area in their lives. Many have repented and been restored to the Lord, but not to their former position of leadership and place of blessing. Obedience is better than repentance. Now, what about practical application? Don't build monuments to yourself. Don't build monuments to yourself. We read in verse 12 that after Saul's victory over the Amalekites, he built a monument for himself. Talk about pride. As if partial obedience wasn't bad enough. But pride was Saul's basic problem and can be our basic problem as well. Building a monument for himself here in chapter 15 was just one of many indications of Saul's pride. Let me ask you, do we try and build monuments to ourselves in what we say about ourselves and write about ourselves? Self-made monuments are an indication of pride. Let God build your monument. Don't build monuments to yourself. 